Are you ready? I can't hear you. Are you ready? I can't hear you. This is Downtime Podcast, episode 169. 69.69. My name is Elisa, and I am back on the pod. Hey, I'm Jeremy. You already know me. I've been here for a little while, and welcome back, Elisa. Good to have you back. Yes. Yes, glad to be back. Glad to be back here in California, trying to get my life and my schedule together and just, you know, working as everyone knows. So mm. <laughs> just a tip just a typical just a typical day, but I've been going out a lot more or like actually like eating at restaurants and stuff, which is nice. Oh, that's cool. And I'm ready to talk about games for once. Should we um uh preface this by um no by telling our audience that you won't talk about where you went because you want to save it for a future episode. Um yeah, we're going to we're going to have we'll have a much more casual conversation about where I went, what my food suggestions are, all of that fun stuff on a side quest. Yes, because um I was telling literally every opening of an episode I would just say Elise is not here. She's at work in Philly, so um, people probably have a lot of questions for you, but for the time being, you will save that for a future SideQuest episode so we can talk about it in depth. We can talk more casually about like travel to Philadelphia, too, which is why I want to save it for a SideQuest. Mm-hmm. And all of my wrecks, taking a side trip to New York, all of the above. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, But... Today is on vi- on going to be focused on video games, and uh, part of our agenda today was you wanted to summarize your thoughts on the news that came out in the last two months. Is that still something you wanted to talk about? Yes. So this is what we'll do for the pod today. We're going to do some quick updates of things that interest interested us with E3 2021. I don't have that many things that interested me from E3. Jeremy, I don't know how, how your list is looking, but we'll talk about E3 news first. Then we're we're going to catch up on news, or I'm going to catch up on the most interesting things that came out in the last two months that I haven't talked about yet, which is also not that big of a list. And then we'll end the podcast with Jeremy talking about the games that he's playing. And then we have a couple of user-submitted questions that we will go into as well. Awesome. Yeah, I've noticed on the Discord that there were a few questions that you didn't ask yet, so I'm looking forward to answering all of them. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for holding down the fort for the last two months. Of course. All the podcasts have been great. (laughs) Thank you, yeah. So um, for those that are listening, Alisa has been listening to these past few podcasts um, you know, at least if you are active in our Discord, you'll see that Elisa has been around or was around for some of those and would respond to like certain news topics that were posted or if something big happened, Elisa would pop in and be like, yo, you know, so um, at least <laughs> all the people that hosted you met on Twitter. I met no, sorry. What the heck? Twitter. Twitch. I met Twitch. them on Twitch. Yes. <laughs> all the people that most of the people. Uh, that I that were guests, I would say, well, except for like you know my brother and um and Ryan yeah. Matt and and Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to my brother. 
Um, Ryan, Matt, and Daniel, I know in real life, and I've known them for years. Um, but like Jiro, JP, um, and uh, Gary, Tarek, uh, I met through through Twitch, and so it was really cool having them on and just you know just hanging out. Yes, it's been great listening to all the podcasts. Just because all whenever you have a different host on any episode of anything, they bring a different energy, and they ha- and they have different topics that they find important to them that they want to talk about and just talking and just like expressing different interests so i i really enjoyed listening to the variety of different podcasts that came out thank you stuff that um yes you found interesting from e3 elisa all right Honestly, it's only two things. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, there's a lot from E3, but only two things. I want to hear the. There were only there was a lot. Yeah. Okay, there were okay there were a lot of things that interested me, but the two things that uh, piqued my interest the most were one, Breath of the Wild two trailer, and I have a more invest investment in that sequel because I started playing Breath of the Wild one and i i barely i've barely scratched the surface of that game but i'm very i'm very much looking forward to the sequel when it comes out in 2022 jeremy i'm gonna be completely honest i don't know if i'm gonna finish breath of the wild one by 2021 i i'm i do like it i think it's a very difficult game it's a game where i haven't reached that point yet where i'm binging playing it it's like i would play it in spurts and then something's really difficult, and after that, I'll stop playing for like a whole week. I get that. Um, and I had what was it like playing Breath of the Wild one for you? Well, uh, I played it right after I played Ghost of Tsushima, so there were a lot of things I was kind of used to in Ghost that I was thinking and mentally thinking like would cross over to. Breath of the Wild, but of course they're two vastly different games. Uh, I I think I was just I, I was comparing it too much to Ghost, so I I had to get into the mindset of playing that game because I missed Ghost of Tsushima so badly. That being said, as I played it more and more and more, it eventually grew on me because in the beginning I was kind of turned off by it simply because I did find it difficult. Uh, I felt like there was a large learning curve, and overall it just seemed so daunting because there's this whole map and you don't really are you're not really given direction on what to do and you kind of have to figure everything out on your own which i think is a really cool mechanic um and i think that yes overall uh i started to play it more once i got the hang of things once i started to understand things um and then i started becoming more interested in it and eventually beat it mm-hmm. and i i got the motorcycle i got all the divine beasts i did everything like not everything i didn't finish the the trials of the master sword um, or whatever it's called. But I did all the, I did most of the things I wanted to do and explored all the areas. So I think you just have to sit down one day, Lisa, kind of like clear your mind and then just, just start playing it and, and push through because I feel like there's going to be yeah. a point where you're going to be so invested in the story that you won't want to put it down. Cause that's how I felt. But I mean, everyone's different. Yeah. I haven't reached that point yet where I've experienced something in the story and then my mind's like, I gotta 
I gotta play this for seven hours straight. I haven't reached that moment yet, and I'm twenty hours into the game, so I'm just I'm I'm pulling through though because I do like it, and it's a ch- it's a very challenging game, and I'm I I am um, enjoying that aspect of it uh, just for a change of pace. Uh, it's a different it's a different game than I've played in a while. I'm just trying to find that stride where I'm motivated to. All right. Now I got to finish this in the next month <laughs> type of uh, type of motivation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hope I, I, I hope I reach that soon because I would like to play Breath of the Wild, too. And also, I just I, I like the art style a lot, which is what interested me in playing the game. Yeah. 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 I, I love it. I love how it looks and it kind of looks like a movie, which is cool. Yes. OK, so Breath of the Wild sequel. Breath of the Wild sequel, and then, oddly enough, Square Enix's Guardians of the Galaxy was not something that made me think, I gotta definitely play this game, but I was intrigued by the trailer because Guardians of the Galaxy really felt like it was a Final Fan- it felt like it was a Final Fantasy game and they just put Marvel IP on it. Mm. So- Marvel's Avengers, which is Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics, so they both made that game. And I'd say just based off of the gameplay that I saw, it, they were trying to make definitely make it kind of like a Spider-Man to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how the reception was overall. I, I would I would probably assume it was a like middle of the ground. Like some people may have liked it and some people didn't just based off of um, the games that year. But they like it definitely didn't interest me that much. Whereas watching this Guardians trailer felt it was very story based and just it's a Final Fantasy game with IP or with Marvel IP. Like it felt like I was like the way that you're linearly linearly walking through that planet and just the vibes it gave um felt it was very jrpg-esque mm, so mm-hmm. so that so i don't i'm not i don't have a vested interest to definitely buy this game on october 26 but i am it's on my radar more than i than it normally a game like that normally would have been oh that's interesting okay okay yeah visually and um thematically it just feels like a space game and it feels like a guardians game i guess we'll see how things go when more trailers more gameplay are released but those are the only two things that really caught my attention there's a lot of things that caught my attention just because there's a lot of announcements but those are like the two main things yeah. Uh, I mean, aside from the fact that Sony didn't attend E3, which, um, which was more, li- which for me was more just like, uh, yep, Sony at it again, mm. <laughs> thinking they're better than everyone else. <laughs> right. I mean, so. they it's it's a little justified, but calm down, Sony. <laughs> it's it is justified. It is justified in a sense because there is a shift to people having their own announcements and having their own streams, especially with Nintendo direct. They can have a stream once a month. 
Um, but when you have companies like Microsoft and Nintendo attending just for synergy and just for the video game community, there is a point where I'm thinking, you're not better than everyone else, actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things I thought were cool, but I don't have much to talk about with them. Nah, no, I, I, I feel it. I, I have a. It's not a big list. I, I have a, a, a list. Yeah. Um, the first one on mine is the Great Ace Attorney, which is a prequel to Phoenix Wright. And oh, so let's talk about that because that was on my list. That's that's on my list of things that I wanted to t- talk of news that came out in the last two months. Sure, sure. Yeah. But I'm very excited for that too. Yeah, I. I don't play a lot of visual novel games, but this was one that interested me, and it's it's kind of a series that has always been around um, for a while, and I got interested in this series in college because my friend Matt, who was previously on the podcast, he introduced it to me. I got really excited when I heard that this is coming to the West. Initially, when I played the first few games, I was, I was a little off-put because I wasn't really used to that style of game, but... I got drawn into the story and eventually played literally all of them, even the crossover with Professor Layton. So mm-hmm. I think this game is interesting because it was only released in Japan in 2015 and has now, of course, been it will be released in the United States. But uh, an interesting fact about this game is that in order to the, the, Sherlock Holmes is a character in this game, but they can't call him that because there's a, a rights issue with the estate of Sir Co- Arthur Conan Doyle. So years ago, there was uh, another guy who had an issue with the copyright. This is like in the 70s or something. This is all secondhand from Matt telling me. <laughs> they named the character Herlock Sholmes as kind of like, hey. a, like a middle finger to the estate. And now that the, that character has that character, which is basically Sherlock Holmes, has now gone into public domain. Nintendo of America can use that name as a translation of Sherlock Holmes because in <laughs> Japan I believe his character is Sherlock Holmes but in the US his name is Herlock Sholmes because of the whole copyright thing um so I thought that was really fun and interesting and makes you want to play it more just <laughs> to just to hear Herlock Sh- Herlock Sholmes right because like in my mind I'm, I'm going to be like all right yeah this is Sherlock Holmes for sure um but it's just going to be funny to play it and plus you know again I love the series and I'm really excited for this one Yes. Second on my list is Halo Infinite. I am a huge fan of the Halo series. I have literally played all of them on other people's consoles. I've never owned an Xbox before, but I finally own them because they're in the Master Chief collection, which is on Steam. So I can finally replay through all of them before Infinite comes out. Hopefully, there's just so many games I need to play before certain things come out. Um, Nevertheless, I... I think the the next entry in the Halo series looks awesome. The story looks cool and interesting. Um, Yeah, it's just Halo. Uh, Far Cry 6 looks awesome with uh, Giancarlo Esposito as the main villain. It is set in like a Cuba-esque island. So I'm really looking forward to making my own weapons and just shooting people with those homemade weapons. (laughs) Uh, and just, you know, making the people revolt against the evil government, as you do in Far Cry. <laughs> There's also a DLC coming out where you play as the bad guys from several different Far Cry entries. 
So I think that's oh, gonna that's be, very cool. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Different I, perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would play a game w- with John Carlo Esposito oh, from yeah. the villain perspective. Ooh, I know, right? That'd be cool. Yeah. Here's hoping that one day we get to play as him. Yes. Uh, uh, real, real quick, going back to that Halo Infinite um, announcement. Um, did you know that Halo Infinite has its own Pringles? What? That's interesting. Yes. So, I'm assuming it's for advertising the game, but there are Halo Infinite Pringles that you can buy. I'm looking this up. Yeah. I don't remember what flavor they are. This is going to sound weird, but I think they're burger flavored. They are. Moa burger. So, what does Moa mean? I have no idea moa oh hold on wait i'm reading this article from pcmag.com <laughs> the moa burger flavor comes from the moa a delicacy those on the planet reach ate often according to in-game lore so it's fake they resemble mm. ostriches and several flocks of creatures that can live around reach so it's it's yeah it's based on a bird uh, a fictional bird from the planet reach which is a Significant planet in the war against the Covenant in the Halo games because most of the elite Spartans, basically what Master Chief is, because he's like a, a genetically modified human called a Spartan soldier. Most of the Spartans died on Reach, and Reach was like basically a, a tide-turning battle um, for the Covenant, the alien race that is trying to conquer the galaxy. Um, but long story short, this is really cool. I think it's really clever and cute. Um, I want to try this now. I think it looks interesting. I don't know. I I wonder if it's still sold. Um, I looked up the article right now. It looks like it's sold at Walmart. Uh, I I kind of want to try it too. I want to know what Moa tastes like. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I know. I I like. I want to know what a fictional bird tastes like. That's so interesting. <laughs> um, but all right. I mean, that's kind of cool. If I see it, I will get one and give one to you. Oh, thank you. That's really sweet. Now I got to go to Walmart. <laughs> no, right. Can I go to walmart.com and just order it there? I know. Let's see. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, the next game on my list is Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. I am not... Oh, I saw that. I'm not 100% interested in this game. It's more of... I would rather see how this goes because I want to know how the game is overall. The trailer I saw didn't provide gameplay. I don't know if there is a gameplay trailer. I haven't looked, but I'm curious because it um, is based on a movie that's like more than 10 years old at this point with, you know, see what I'm think what I'm thinking is it's going to be released in conjunction with the new movies that are supposed to be coming out. Exactly. There's exactly. supposed to be five new Avatar movies, right. and that's why they're also releasing a game. They're all shot back to back, and I'm assuming this game is going to tie in with the first movie and all the other movies, and uh, it's going to be one of those games that just is continually updated, or they're going to make a new game in the future. In any case, um, you know, people are still talking about Avatar in a way because it's a game, uh, it's a movie that is you know, kind of been this interesting movie where it's it's one of the first ones to gross a billion dollars and it has had yes. 3D um, and James Cameron, basically all three of those things mixed together, made Avatar. So 
Yeah, I'm really curious to see how this game's going to be since there was a tie-in movie game that came out some years ago when the movie came out, made by Ubisoft, I believe, as well. And it featured 3D as a setting in the game, so you can wear 3D glasses and play it, which was a huge gimmick and did nothing. But, you know, <laughs> they were just trying to market it as, oh, you could use it in 3D just like the movie. It's like, oh, okay. Which, by the way, yeah. I, I watched Avatar in 3D, and I hated every minute of it, and I got a headache. <laughs> So I watched Avatar in 3D and I liked it because I thought it was the first 3D movie that actually felt like they utilized the 3D well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I But I can under I completely understand because that movie goes all over the place that it can make someone very nauseous yeah it's also very long and i should clarify that i was nauseous by the end of it because that whole final battle scene was just it was way too much for me and i was like okay this is <laughs> this is a lot but the rest of it yeah, you're right the that first movie was really long it was really long movie, yeah. honestly that movie was almost three hours but this is also the same director who can make a movie about the titanic three hours so right. we're not surprised. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was okay. Uh, I mean, sorry, the game looks cool. Uh, it looks like it's from the movie, so I'm interested in that. Um, Back for Blood is the next one on my list because it is a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead 2. The Left 4 Dead series is created by Valve. Oh, okay. They never created a third game because Valve can't count to three. That's the joke. But um, <laughs> this one's produced by Turtle Rock, the original creators of Left, Left for Dead, produced by Warner Brothers Games. Um, you know, I played the alpha back in March, February. It was fun. But, you know, after seeing that it's like a $60 price tag with all these other add-ons I have to get, I'm going to wait a year because, I don't know, I think that's too much. And, you know, I think this is one of those games that I was initially hyped for, but I'm going to just wait and see. For sure. Um, I have a few more. Starfield is next. No gameplay. It was literally just a cinematic trailer. Starfield is the next open world IP, new IP from Bethesda Studios, the makers of uh, The Elder Scrolls and Fallout, the most recent Fallout games. Um, it looked cool. I mean, basically, if it's what, like Elder Scrolls slash Fallout in space, then hell yeah, I'm all for it. That's going to be awesome. Um so that looks interesting, but there's no gameplay, so I can't really judge it at this point. Um, third to last, Breath of the Wild sequel, as kind of we talked about earlier. I, I'm i pretty hyped for it because I finished the first game, and I want to see what this one's about. It looks like there's a lot more mechanics. There's uh, going to be stuff in the sky, because how can you expand a map that everybody already knows? Well, I guess you either go underground or you go above. <laughs> so it looks like they're going to be... Doing the same thing, but in the sky. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of excited for that. I'm getting some real big Skyward Sword vibes from that trailer. Especially when Link was falling and he kind of had a garb similar to that in Skyward Sword. We'll see. We'll see what the excuse is when he doesn't know all his powers again. I don't know. It's going to be weird. Um, Elden Ring, second to last on my list. These are in no particular order, by the way. I'm just, I just wrote a list. Um, Elden, yeah. Ring, Elden Ring looks cool because it's created by uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki. The creator, uh, one of the producers, I think, and not just a creator, but I think he's one of the producers on the uh, Dark Souls slash Sekiro slash Bloodborne games. Basically, the Souls-like games, Souls games, I should say. Um, 
uh, from from software, <laughs> and um, <laughs> in conjunction and written by, I believe, George R. R. Martin. He's involved as a writer. I don't know if he's a producer, but it says Miyazaki and and George R. R. Martin. So I was like, yo, that's that's awesome. The trailer looks really cool. I love the uh, uh, I love the just like the character designs, and I don't know what the plot's gonna be, but maybe there will finally be like a cohesive plot because I heard that in the Souls games there really isn't. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It looks really cool. And last on my list is Mario Party Superstars. I initially thought this was DLC for Super Mario Party, but no, this is an entirely separate game where they bring brat bring back five separate maps and a hundred mini games all these maps and mini games are from previous iterations of mario party and it made me mad because i wanted to be i wanted this to be dlc but now i have to pay 60 bucks for a an entirely new game it makes me so mad nintendo does this kind of thing but i'm still gonna buy it anyways like i know i'm being like shafted but i'm still gonna do it (laughs) if you (laughs) If you know you're going to play it with your friends, then it's worth buying. But if none of uh, but if no one's going to buy it around you, then it's just an un- an unfortunate cause. Right. I mean, I have so many complaints about this game because one it they just released online multiplayer capability for Super Mario Party, which they should have released 2 years ago, 3 years ago, I guess. The game came out in like 2018 when it first came out. And it they didn't. It took them this long. And then now they're saying, this is Super Mario Party All-Stars. Uh, I'm sorry, Mario Party Superstars. And guess what? It's built on the same engine, just different maps, different minigames, oh, and there's online see, play. I'm like, dude. That's really annoying. Yeah. I'm like, you just gave multiplayer capabilities to this three-year-old game, and now you're telling us you made a new one? Like, that could have been DLC easily? Like, I would have paid I was about- money. Whatever. I was about to say Mario Party is not that old. It it is three years old, huh? Yeah, wow. the most recent one is three years old. Yeah, and yeah, jeez, right? It came out like October two thousand eighteen, and I played the entire thing. Like my friends and I, we played the entire thing front to back, and then we got bored because you know it's limited. There's not that much stuff you can do, and we were hoping that they would announce DLC. Three years went by. I was like, all right, by the third year, I was like, there's no way. And then I saw this. I was like, yo, that's got to be some cool DLC. No, turns out it's a $60 separate game that I have to buy and be mad about, but I'm still going to play it. Are you going to be streaming it? I don't know. I'm salty. (laughs) I'm so salty. Maybe, maybe. I I might stream it. We need those salty streams, though. (laughs) Mad the whole time while having fun somehow. Mad the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll think about it. I'm definitely going to get it, though, like, without a doubt. For but, sure. Um, that's all I got on my E3 list. Yes. Quite a bit. The one thing I wanted to mention about E3 and conventions in general is I have a legitimate desire to go to a video games convention just because we've been locked up in our houses for a year and a half, and... Even though E3 was just a whole live stream, there was just something cool. And even though everyone shits on E3 because E3 has made a lot of bad decisions. But there was like a point where I saw people talking about E3 and just people giving their opinions. And I was like, man, I'm not going to lie. I miss convention culture sometimes. Yeah. So I 
I really hope that conventions kind of do come back next year. I would love love to go to one. Still need to go to Tokyo Game Show. You see, Jeremy, this is how I feel. I just need to go to at least one convention, and I'm set for life. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you, you met your quota, and now you're good. I met my quota. Yeah. <laughs> we're good to go. Yeah, that's how I. That's but that's how I feel. As much as E3 is E3, um, people like to talk about games together, and people get hyped when companies all release their news at the same time. And I think there is a value still. Of just people coming together who are fans of things and, you know, having talks, like having developers say their piece, talking to voice actors and actresses. I just, you know. So, I think that conventions still have a place. Even though, um, even though there's going to be less of them, I still think that there is a niche to it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um that's also one of my goals for next year. Like I do want to go to Tokyo game show as well. I th- next year I'm going to make it happen. Like I feel like I've been, yeah. it's one of those things I've been putting off for so long. And you know, th- I I've said that about other conventions too. Like, Oh, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to this like rooster teeth expo. I was trying to go for the longest time, but then I fell out of favor with just watching rooster teeth content. So I really didn't find a desire to go. Mm. And, and I kind of regret it because a lot of the people that I used to admire from that company no longer work there. And they don't, of course, mm. they don't really have a reason to attend the convention other than to meet fans of theirs from a while ago. But at that point, like, what's the point? Um, yeah. For me, though, like, you know, Tokyo Game Show will always be there. But what if one day it's not? What if I die one day? So I've been thinking about stuff like that. I'm not to be taken to a dark place, but like, just just to like say that I went there, just to do it at least once, you know. Um, and. I've been really looking forward to going back to in-person stuff like California as a whole is slowly reopening with the whole Delta variant thing going on. Like it is scary. Yes. But I think people are, most people in the Bay area are being very careful. So that's great to know. See, If a convention happens in California, we're fine. (laughs) I don't know about, I don't know about Georgia or Louisiana, but we're going to be fine in California. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So moral of the story, folks, is you got to YOLO it before there's another pandemic. Yeah. Just, you know, live your life freely. Not too freely, but... Live your life. Yeah. You know, just just be careful out there. Go to space if you want to. Yeah. Make, if you want to make that your goal, go ahead. No one's going to stop you except for money. Exactly. Money will stop you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody will stop you. Something will stop you, but no person will stop you. Exactly. <laughs> You got to go to space before there's another pandemic. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Unless you somehow produce space COVID. Oh, God. Can I talk about something random? Yes, go for it. So I dropped $230 today on games in Steam. Okay. What games do you buy? Oh, my God. I bought all the Resident Evils. I bought a racing game called Hotshot Racing. I bought, like... Oh, you bought Hotshot Racing. Nice. I've actually been watching this game for a while, like, through its development, and I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I bought... uh, uh, What's it called? I bought a bunch of DLC for Dead by Daylight that I kind of have been slacking on that I've always wanted to get. Um, Black Mesa, mm-hmm. which is a remake of the entire first game in the Half-Life series. 
um, GTFO, which is a multiplayer co-op horror shooter. Sniper Elite 4, which is a third-person sniping game set in World War II. Mafia Definitive Edition, which is a remake of the first Mafia game. Okay. It Takes Two, which is a co-op that's created co-op game that's created by the same guys who did A Way Out. Wolfenstein Youngblood, because I mm. played all the other ones and I was like, all right. <laughs> PBA Basketball Slam, which is a, a Filipino basketball game oh created God. created by like a small indie Filipino studio based in the Philippines, obviously. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I got I it, it's hilarious. I I bought it because um I'm actually going to play it during um Filipino uh, American what is it? Heritage Oh, Month? in October. Yeah, October. I want to play it during October. Like the first oh day in October. Oh my god, that's gonna, amazing. Yeah, it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be it doesn't it's not going to make any sense. Uh and the last game on my list is something you talked about so long ago, Alisa. I got detention. Oh. oh. That's a good game to play for Halloween. Yes. Agreed. That's why I got it. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, and it's a great game. You can you can finish that game in one stream too. Yeah. So. I'm I'm definitely going to do it. And you you gushed yes. about this game like what 2 years ago. It's been a long time since you talked about it, but I'm going to play it and uh yeah. I'll, yes. I'll talk about it. A very good game. I like it a lot. I like the lore of um all the yokai and um implemented and whatnot. So I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So uh, what are you playing? All right. So I am playing a few games, but I will talk about that in another podcast next week just because I don't have any substantial updates. Playing Breath of the main ones are playing Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing, and then I'm finishing up Persona 5 Strikers. But I'll talk more about that um, next week. There are a few things that I do want to talk about. Uh, there's one main thing that I really want to talk about that came out in the two months that I was gone. Um, first, um, let's talk about real quick that Ghost of Tsushima. Ha- um, this is new. This is as of this week. Ghost of Tsushima has a new um, director's cut that is coming out for both PS4 and PS5. And it's Ikishima, I believe. Yes. Ikishima. Is the is the new island that they're going to pop up? Yes. And honestly, I think I'm going to play Jeremy just because Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima, is an amazing game. Yeah. So yeah, I will probably play it at the end of the year. I don't think I'll like. I don't. I don't think I'm going to like play it immediately. But I am very excited for it. Okay. Also, if I had a PS5, I could upgrade it, but I don't. <laughs> so. Same. I do not have one as well um sad life (laughs) i know right but i am going to i'm still going to be playing this as well i i do want to play this dlc it looks awesome um ikishima for those that are not familiar is an island an island that is off the coast of tsushima and it is really close to fukuoka which is another another major city in japan and it was also invaded by the mongols during uh the same time period that uh, Ghost of Tsushima takes place in. Um, so you venture there for some reason. I think it, it's supposed to be during chapter two. Uh, part of the mission takes you over there. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's cool because we finally get like a really substantial DLC um, thing for this game. 
Uh, and honestly, like I thought this was already a complete experience because I had such a good time playing this game. I like I literally platinum the game. And so now I might have to I'm on my way to platinum the game. Yeah. I'm still still at it. <laughs> right, right. And so now that they're adding this, I'm like, shoot, is it gonna de platinum my game? It's probably not, but like <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to play this. So I, I am with you. I'm gonna get it, but I don't know when I'll be playing it, most likely towards the end of the year. Um Regardless, it's like what twenty bucks to upgrade to the director's cut if you already own the game, which is awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna be doing that. Um, Alisa and I don't have PS5, so sad life. But I think uh, sad life. We're we're still gonna have fun playing the game. I mean, it's not gonna really change our experience a whole lot because yeah, 4K is cool. Yeah, 60 frames a second is cool. Actually, 60 frames a second is really important to me. <laughs> But you know, yeah. I I'm still <laughs> I'm still gonna play Ghost of Tsushima regardless because I had so much fun playing um, the initial story, uh, and I'm really looking forward to this. Man, would it be cool that if you had a DLC coming up of? Oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Don't listen if you haven't played the game yet. It would be cool if you had a. DLC of Tomoe because she escapes to Osaka when Ishikawa is trying to hunt her down and they because they let her go on the boat would be cool to have a DLC that's in um feudal Osaka everyone was like that's what the sequel is going to be about I could totally see Mm. it but like at the same time um I don't know like I think I feel like Jin is such a unique character that it's kind of hard to make another game about a different character unless you could play as both. Maybe he looks for yeah. Tomoe. Maybe like that's the main story. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I would love to play as like a, a female archer ninja type character. I think that'd be cool. I think that would be cool too, especially as a. I feel like there's enough sub. There's a substantial um, storyline that could be made to make it a full game sequel or a DLC. But I do think there I do think that there's a lot of potential with that with the way that Ishikawa's storyline ended. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. And spoilers. Yep, there you go. Now. So let's let's take it back a little bit. We're going to take it back to I think it was like March or May, where Sega released Sega released a countdown, and it was a countdown for Judgment, a special edition to be released. And this can- this comes out around the same time where there's rumors that Sega made a trademark for something called Lost Judgment. And you have this big countdown ticker. You have no one knows what's going on. You can, there's a giveaway for all of these original Judgment games. And finally, on May 7th, a trailer drops for Lost Judgment. And when I saw this trailer, I was like, the gang is going to Ejinjo. Yes. So just to break down the trailer real quick so you have this man named ihara and ihara is standing on trial for something we don't know what what it is yet um but the one thing that is revealed is that um there is a person named mikishi mikoshiba and he's dead and 
Mikoshiba is related to Ihara because Mikoshiba drove Ihara's son to suicide. So what I'm guessing is happening, Jeremy, and tell me if I'm completely wrong, is that Ihara is standing on trial and basically Yagami is trying to figure out if Ihara actually killed Mikoshiba or not, or defending that Ihara did not kill Mikoshiba. Yep, yep, that's exactly what I was thinking too. For sure. So yeah, I'm pretty hyped. All of the characters are back. You have Hoshino back. You have Saori back. Sugiura and Kaito are in the Jincho. Yeah, I was just like, man, this is this is exactly what I needed. Hot boy so, summer. <laughs> hot boy summer. Part two, part two. Hot boy summer part two in Yokohama. Obviously, gameplay trailer is very telling and very revealing. You can skateboard now mm-hmm. everywhere that you go. You don't have to walk or run, which I think is great. So I think that the skateboard aspect in the original Judgment only happened for like two missions, right? But after that, you didn't really see <laughs> Yagami on a skateboard anymore. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that mechanic was so popular that everyone's like, yo, we want it back. Yes. And we go into high school. I don't know why we're going to high school, but we're going to high school. <laughs> so Yagami's going to... Who even knows? You know what? I don't care. Yeah. Because... I'm about to join the cheerleading club and the dance team. Yep. So it's all that matters to me. This yeah. is this is the mini for anyone who doesn't know the types of mini games that I'm into, basically there's two mini games that are on my top. Number one is karaoke, and number two are all of the dancing games. So the dancing game at the disco for Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Five where um Haruka's training to be a J-pop idol. This is this is the type of this is the type of mini games that will that I will spend at least 5 hours on in one sitting. So, mm. I'm really hyped. I'm very hyped for all of the school story mini games. Also, I, I, like are they in it seemed like they were reintroducing some sort of RC like or robotics type of like they were introducing some sort of racing school story in the form of like a robotics like rc like club on campus yes like did you did yeah did you see that yeah i did i was a little confused but i'm still hyped nonetheless hey you need at you need to have at least one racing mechanic in a judgment mini in a ryuga gotoku mini game yeah agreed agreed So that's probably what it is. Right. Um, I'm here for it, though. I mean, I'm always a fan of the min- the racing stuff. I think that's it's just that cool. You know, like it kind of yes. adds a, a uh, something com- like not competitive, I guess competitive, but also just something different. You know, the the real exactly. Go- Gotoku Studio games are always known for the, the, the side stuff because literally your boy spent hours on the pocket circuit mini game in yakuza zero days days, days. <laughs> years no no years. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like it, it also goes to show because like pocket circuit fighter i don't want to spoil too much but like pocket circuit fighter is such a relevant character you know and yeah it's they oh bring him God. back yeah they, he's so relevant in like in future games like games plural like it's so cool <laughs> you know literally years 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 
So uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm hyped for all the side stuff because like, yeah. like you said, um, uh, uh, karaoke is also one of my favorites. And I think that's going to be, that's a staple, you know, you cannot get rid of karaoke. I think that exactly. it's always going to be there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the setting too overall because I know it's I know it's literally the same thing as Yakuza Seven. But I love Ijincho. Yeah, it's such a good setting. Exactly, it's fantastic. There's so many things. Exactly, and it's huge. Yes, love it. Love, 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 yes. love it. Huge. Yeah, it's um, I, I mean, I I. I I'm planning to go to Japan later this year if they're they allow tourists in the fall. I mean, if not, then I'm just gonna go next year, early next year. For sure. Um, but like, I do want to go to um, uh, Yokohama at some point just to walk around. You know, not necessarily to compare like the how real everything else was compared to like in the game as opposed to uh, yes, uh, you know, real life. I just want to just walk around. You know, just be like, yo, I'm in Ijincho. Ha 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 ha. You know. Ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. And I don't know, Sega, I don't know how many times I got to say this, but if I don't play a game where you can actually interact with Minato Mirai, then what, what, what's the point? What are we doing here? Why? Yeah, let me stay at the hotel. Just why? Like, what, 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 is, what is the meaning? Right? Yo, I just, I just want to go over there. Like, that's, that. Yeah. honestly, like, Minato Mirai is, like, one of my favorite parts of Yokohama, so I would love to go there in the game. We want to see our characters riding Ferris wheels. I'm just saying. <laughs> yep. And visit that cup ramen museum. Cup noodle oh, museum. I, one day I will go there. Oh, you got to go. It's so And then fun. I'm going to wear it as a necklace like they do on <laughs> Terrace House. <laughs> you remembered. <laughs> I'm telling you, Terrace House is a, pheno- is a phenomena. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, despite everything that happened in the show in this past season, I'm still a fan. I still like the show a lot. Yeah, if you if you think back at all the three regular seasons, or the sorry, all the four regular, because there's five seasons of Terrace House, and there's four regular seasons where <laughs> where it was it was fine. So yeah, 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 completely fine. I mean, Aloha State had some stuff, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we both agree. <laughs> well, okay, no offense. No offense to our boy eating Kai, friend of the show, who we interviewed, because he's awesome. <laughs> he, in my opinion, he, he, he didn't get he didn't get enough. I think he, he should have got more screen time. He, they should have developed his his uh, his persona more on the show. But the other stuff, uh... <laughs> I know, yeah, questionable, Sherry, Taishi. I don't know. Well, anyways, yeah. Well, oh, that's a little bit of a tangent. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. watch Alo. Don't. Don't watch Aloha State. At least watch first. it until first. Yeah, don't, don't watch, watch it first. It first. <laughs> watch it until Eden Kai leaves and then turn it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> oh, guys, okay though. Guys oh yeah, okay. guys, dope. Guys, dope. I like guy. Yeah. Watch until he leaves. End of story. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um. So, back to Lost Judgment. Uh, this game is gonna remain a brawler, which, Jeremy, I think this confirms the fact. That the Judgment series is going to be the brawler, and the new Yakuza series is going to be the turn base. Yes, yes, I I agree, and I'm okay with that, honestly. Yeah, and I and- I'm glad that they're in a oh, shared first. world, but they're not. Yes, they don't cross over. Like I think maybe yeah. in the future, if they if it's right, like if the story's right, it will cross over. 
But yes. for now, I'm totally fine with it all being separate but in the same universe because that Agreed. just makes me more of a fan of it because I'm like, oh, yo, I'm so familiar with this, but I can play the game in a different style with separate characters. So in a way, you're like experiencing that place for the first time with those characters. I think it makes it better, too, because to your point, two different styles and two completely different stories because all because one's a strict mafia story and the other one, the guy's... um a rogue lawyer, uh, a rogue defense attorney, mm-hmm. ex-defense attorney. Or actually, no, technically, technically, at the end of Judgment, um, spoiler, <laughs> but he does, tr- he is the one on, that does the testimony, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's yeah, also so in is he... the trailer for Lost Judgment at court, so yeah. I assume he's still a lawyer. Yeah, so he's back. Our boy Yagami's back at it. Yep. Yep. Now, one last question. Do you think that Sega is primed that they're going to alternate Yakuza and Judgment from now on every year? It sound it seems like that because the studio's bigger now from what I was watching in those in some of the video interviews they were doing and they definitely have a staff because when the when the re-releases came out, it seemed like they had all hands on deck, but also a separate staff dedicated to that stuff. So I'm pretty sure within Ryuga Gotoku Studio, there's a team that's working on the Judgment series, and there's a team that's working on the Yakuza series. I'm not 100% certain, but it seems like there's a little bit of a crossover, but there's also two separate teams working on both different IPs. Mm-hmm. So... I could totally see them coming out with a new Judgment game slash Yakuza game every other year, just you know, yeah, like that. I'm, I'm, and honestly, I'm very excited for it. I'm gonna play it all. Yeah, I'm gonna throw my money so hard. Have all of my money. <laughs> this is the only franchise I, I, st- I'm still buying um, the hard cover for it. Me too, Although physically. I should have I should have bought the physical for Persona Five Strikers because I actually really love that game. But uh, maybe when I got some spare money in my life, I will also buy a hardcover for that. But yeah, this is the only franchise I still buy hardcover. So, yeah. um, related but tangential, I for some reason when after that announcement, I started thinking about if I wanted to buy it physical or digital. Ultimately, I settled on physical because I don't know. There's just something. I, I, you know, it, this is one of the f- the rare instances where I feel like I want to buy the physical release because I, I have literally all the other games on physical, so it just makes sense in my mind, you know? Yes. Um. So, with that mindset in, in place, I went on eBay, <laughs> and I ended up buying Yakuza uh, Kenzan and Ishin. Okay, okay. The PS3 versions and the PS4 version of Ishin. Whether or not I will play them remains to be seen, but I have the physical <laughs> versions. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I'm very if you do play it, I'm very curious to watch you. I will let you know. I mean, I might stream it, but I mean Okay. Or I may not even play it at all because uh there is a lot of kanji in that game that I can't read because mm-hmm. they're set in time periods during you know like the uh, the Edo period but also before that 
So for sure, there's, there's a lot of characters and terms I probably won't be able to translate on the fly. I'll just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. We'll see. Yeah. Again, we'll see. Um, I I'm still thinking about it, but I have them, and I I merely got them because I wanted to just collect them and and just have it in my collection because it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I think it honestly, I I like the investment. Yeah, you know why not? They're they're older games, but it's just cool to have in general. Yes. All right, cool. Other stuff you wanted to talk about judgment on? Um, the last thing is just simply September twenty fourth, y'all. September twenty fourth. Hey, mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. I and that's it. Yeah. I, I got my pre order in. I got it on Amazon. I, I got oh, it. Oh, I should get my pre order. Yeah, yeah, yeah do it. In too. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I, I did same day shipping and they won't charge you until it's shipped, so that's something to look at. I'm honestly I think I'm gonna get a d I think I'm gonna call a day off when I get this game. I mean <laughs> you're I, I know that your love and passion for this game is so high. So I would not blame you if you took a day off, Elisa. Yeah, I I have I love I love Judgment so much, and I just don't want to play it at like eleven o'clock and just be super tired after a day's work. So I think I'm yeah, honestly, Jeremy, I'm gonna call a day off for this. Do so, it, Alisa, do it. It's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be a thing. Yeah, Friday, September twenty fourth. I mean, it's still oh, that's yes. pretty much summertime in the Bay Area. So Hot Boy Summer Part yeah. Two in Ijincho. For sure. Exactly. Hot Boy Summer Part 2. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. Um, Cool. And yeah, that's it. What are you playing, Jeremy? Great question. So Apex Legends is still on my list. Frustrates me. I started playing Valorant because my friend Daniel, who was on the podcast recently, has been playing it. Um, uh, yes. He's always been playing it, but i kind of been more interested in it. Turns out I'm pretty decent at the game. It still frustrates me <laughs> when I die, uh, but I, I can play pretty well. I can hold my own. I'm not going to say I'm the best, and I'm not going to say that I am like really, really good. I will say that I'm decent. I can aim. I can shoot. I can kill, um, and that's all you need to do in that game pretty much. Well, I mean, there's other stuff too, obviously, but yeah. So Valorant's cool. Been replaying Titanfall 2 with some friends. Um, the multiplayer is awesome. It's basically pre-Apex Legends because it's set in the same universe, and I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of the single-player story. If you have not played the Titanfall 2 single-player story, I don't know what to tell you. You got to play it right now. It's so good. It's one of the best. I got I to gotta play it right now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sorry. It's... I I apologize for the motorcycle. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I did not hear oh. anything. But it, maybe it's in your recording. <laughs> oh, okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um it's, the game is really cheap right now. I think it's like what six bucks, seven bucks right now on Steam, and I can guarantee you, it is one of the most fun and emotionally invested storylines I've ever had. Like I did not think I was going to be this emotionally invested in the game, and a lot of the lore ties into Apex Legends because there's a character whose father in Apex Legends, you kill in Titanfall 2. And when you play that character, you feel so sad because you're like, oh man, I killed your father. <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> um, but like the threads are there. That's It's one of the reasons I love Apex Legends um, for the lore because it just ties into Titanfall 2 and the Titanfall universe as a whole. Um, so yeah, been playing that. Been playing Watch Dogs 2 uh, because I got it for free from the Epic Games Store. It's set in the San Francisco Bay Area 
So uh, the map is not one-to-one, -one, but it is pretty accurate as far as where some things are in, the, in its general vicinity, which is awesome. And I've been having fun just running around and hacking stuff. The storyline's okay. But, you know, the fact that you can go to Oakland, you can go to Marin, you can go to Stanford and Silicon Valley, like, that stuff is really cool. Um, and um, uh, Dead by Daylight is doing a crossover with Resident Evil, and they're also celebrating their fifth anniversary. So um, there's a whole event going on uh, for the fifth anniversary, but before that, they were celebrating the release of the Nemesis as the killer with Leon S. Kennedy and Claire Redfield. Oh, I'm sorry, Jill Valentine, not Claire Redfield. But you can get a Claire Redfield mm. skin for Jill. Uh, but Jill and Leon are the survivors, and they have all their unique perks, which is awesome. Been loving that. And um, finally, I've been playing Sea of Thieves because a Pirate's Life DLC came out, which is basically Pirates of the Caribbean in Sea of Thieves. They got Jack Sparrow. They got Mr. Gibbs. They got all these characters. I'm not going to spoil the rest of it because it's an awesome campaign. Um, it's like, what, five missions long, and each mission is like an hour and a half, depending on how long you spend in it. It's so cool. It's one of the best things I've ever played in in a long time. And just experiencing that with friends is on on another level. Like, it's so cool. Um, the, unfortunately, it's not Johnny Depp voicing Jack Sparrow. Um, it's a sound-alike, but they he sounds really close. It sounds really, really good. Um, I think they got Kevin McNally to play Joshimi Gibbs because he sounds exactly like him. I have to look it up. I haven't been able to find the right info. But I'm enjoying it. It... Literally, I think it ties in with the movies. Like, that's how good it is. Like, it feels like a continuation of the movies. They even reference stuff from the movies. Um, they have... Okay. Yeah, like, in, in part of uh, some of the quests are having Jack's compass, the famous compass that tells you what you want most. And then some of it also... Uh, it, they have, like, a book and it details all the events of the movies. Um, so you know that this is a continuation of the movies. And I'm like, I was, like, so impressed. Because the amount of detail they spent into this uh, DLC is awesome. It's free too, which is so cool. And yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing. It's a lot. It's quite a bit. Quite a bit, but um, it all sounds very cool. Yeah, thank you. I'm having fun. You know, video games are are definitely a lot bigger part of my life now that I'm stuck. Yeah, inside. I was about to say because like now it's now you're playing a lot of video games at once. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I'll be honest, because I can't just sit down and play one thing. I have to play multiple things. Like, all of these are multiplayer games except for Watch Dogs 2, like, which is solely single player. Well, I mean, okay, Titanfall 2 and Watch Dogs 2 have multiplayer aspects, but they are, uh, the multiplayer is not the focus of Watch Dogs, and uh, the single player is not really the focus of Titanfall 2. Regardless, um, Watch Dogs 2 is, is my single player game. I was planning to play Yakuza 0 at the end of the month just to replay the entire story. Now Ooh, I'm rethinking nice. it because it's a it's a big commitment and I already spent so much money on all these games in Steam today. So I'm I might just start playing those. I don't know, Elisa. I have such a dilemma. Like Well, this, the thing uh, with Yakuza 0 is that Yakuza 0 is one of is one of the longest ones and it's at least a 80-hour commitment if not 100 <laughs> I, right like at the end of it i was yeah. 200 hours i was 200 hours into playing yakuza yes. zero and i was like i don't know if i could play this again but i've kind of had this renewed energy since the announcement of lost judgment was revealed so i might go back and play yakuza zero and just start from there and then just scale upwards and play literally all of them over again but i don't know there's just 
with with August looming and other games coming out, I'm I'm rethinking that plan. We'll see. Maybe I'll just YOLO it. YOLO. All right. No sleep. Just play games. No sleep. I support that decision too. Why not? <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> I mean, right? We're not married. We don't have kids. It's all good, right? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> So the first one Whoa. comes from Hooded Dude, Hooded Dude on YouTube, and Hooded Dude says, Gary is a cool guy. Agree with him on a lot of stuff. Bring him back sometime. I also love Battlefield. Played a lot of 3 and 4 and 1, but didn't get on 5. The changes they made to the gameplay didn't agree with me, building, etc. Neither did their marketing, typical EA, but I'm hopeful for the new one, being 2042. Also very hyped for Far Cry 6. Also, play God of War, Jeremy. Okay, so this isn't really a question. It's more of a comment. Hooded dude, thank you very much. Tarek, he's a wonderful, wonderful guest. Um, all the guests, actually, I want I want to introduce you, Elisa, because they're all very, very wholesome, genuine people. Um, yes, totally. Um, I, I'll, I'll sync with you after this podcast, but I have an idea for something. Um, that's awesome, Hooded Dude, that you're excited for, for the next Battlefield entry. I definitely am, as I stated on that podcast, I think, many times. <laughs> been playing 5, but have been kind of getting bored of it. Um, I bought 4, Battlefield 4, because it was only like 7 bucks on Steam uh, for the premium edition, which unlocks everything. So you could, oops, I totally hit my mic, which you can totally just, you know, <laughs> unlock all the guns and then just have a fun time instead of worrying about unlocks and all that stuff. Um and uh, Far Cry 6 is going to be awesome. I do need to play God of War. Black Friday this year, I'm going to get it, hopefully. I'm going to get it digitally. I don't know if I'm going to buy a physical release. But yes, Hooded Dude, I will play it. Um, if you do play God of War, the next God of War, which I think is called God of War Ragnarok, comes out in 22. Right, yeah. Um, Ragnarok should be then. Yeah, and I'll definitely just. I need to just sit down and play God of War. You know. Um, so that's gonna happen eventually. And Huda dude, thank you so much for your comment. Really appreciate you always interacting with us and and posting some quality comments for us to read. Yes, thank you, Huda dude. Um, our next question comes from Dave ninety seven, aka Chariot Goblin, in our Discord. With news that Gran Turismo 7 and the next God of War will be cross-gen, PS4 and PS5, what are your thoughts on cross-gen games in general? Oh, um, I think that cross-gen games are are necessary just because no one is going to buy, not every single person in the world will buy the new console at launch. And to be completely honest, you won't see majority majority of people majority of people buying the next console until year three. So I think that like cross gen is just a necessary thing to do, just for people to continue playing. I mean, obviously, like you'll have cases like Ratchet and Clank where it's only available on PS5 just because they want people to play it. Be um, Ratchet and Clank being, I think the biggest ps5 game that's coming out this year but um at least there at least there are still supporting of people who have the previous console for at least two or three years before all games come out to the next console right yeah i agree um 
I, I agree with everything you're saying, Elisa. And I also want to add on that not everybody can get their hands on a PS5. Like you're talking. Oh, to, that's a that's a very good point. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a shortage, and you're talking to two people who one previously worked for Sony, and two is uh, is a more of a recent Sony fan. I, I consider myself more of a recent Sony fan because I got my PS4 back in 2013 and had a had a uh, only got my PlayStation 2 in like 2006, 2007. Um, but regardless. You know, not everybody can have one right now, so I think it's really necessary because the PS4 was the best-selling console of last generation, and everybody, most people have them. You know, most people have a PlayStation 4 in their living room. So at this point, I think it's very, very necessary because one, not everybody, everybody wants to shell out more than double the price. I'm exaggerating here for a PS5, and two, again, not everybody can have their hands on one. So you you kind of have to have these cross-gen games so that you can expand more to more audiences. And I really like what Sony's been doing with certain titles where they're saying, you buy this version, if you get a PS5, you can upgrade it for free there. And that's, it's going to come at, you know, no extra cost to you and won't, won't, you know, have be anything else extended. Um, so I, I think that's really nice. Yeah, so I think cross-gen cross -gen games overall are necessary, and I think it's really cool that uh, people have that opportunity and ability to, to choose. Yes. But cool. Thanks for your comment, Dave, a.k.a. Chariot Goblin. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. And shout-out to Grand Theft Auto V, I think being the largest cross-gen game of all time at this point <laughs> yeah no one was surprised when it was announced for the ps5 everyone's like yeah <laughs> that's yep yeah. so when's yep. uh the sixth one which by the way i think my i think the sixth one might not have online because online is so big right now like that's the money maker yeah like i don't see them making an online version maybe they will but then they'll they'll probably include a way for you to transfer everything but there's so many people who are invested in uh rp which is like you know gta 5 role-playing on pc but also people who are invested in their their cars and their houses so it's like how do you cross that over i don't know i don't really have a stake in this i don't have a, a dog in this fight i'm just curious to see how they're going to handle it Really random question. What is the um? Does Rockstar have stock? What is the stock related to, or is there even a stock related to Rockstar? Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a great question. Uh, I think it's under Take Two. T T W O. Oh, oh, that would make sense because Take. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Take Two is Rockstar and Two K, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Bold. Bold strategy, but I you gotta hop. I think you have to hop. Not you, not just you, you, Jeremy, but just like a general you. You have to hop on Take Two stock right now before Grand Theft Auto Six gets announced and released. I feel like now is a good time to do it. <laughs> right. I it's this. I mean, everyone's playing the the finance game right now. Everyone's using like financial apps to get stocks. So yeah, I, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Not a bad investment at all. Yeah, and then also I feel like 
having 2K and Rockstar under your belt is just in general a very good play. Like I I I think that Take Two has long term as well. Like I wouldn't just buy Take Two just to sell it. I think it's like could solidly perform like perform in the next 10 years or so if they buy or um if they get more companies under their wing. Agreed. Totally. Yeah. And that's my stock tangent. <laughs> There you go. You heard it here first. Not a legal advisor, by the first. way. Not a legal expert. No. Yeah, don't listen to me. I don't know anything. <laughs> you heard it here first. Don't listen to me. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but don't listen to me. <laughs> Which one is it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and our final question comes from PJ in our Discord. And PJ asks, what are the summer plans for 2021? Well, all right. For me, I'm going to be go see I'm going to go see my folks uh, next month at the recording of this podcast, which is um in August I'll be seeing them. Um that's about the biggest summer plan. Oh, I'm going to go to a concert in August as well. Uh What concert? I'm going to go see Zed. Oh, oh wait, no, no, no. We we discussed this. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Zed. Yeah. Um, or maybe we didn't discuss it, but you said it on one of the podcasts when well, I was gone. I mean, but to, I don't know which one it is anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, well, to be fair, I've probably said this at least twice during because like he's performed in, in the bay so often. So I've yeah. definitely mentioned this is deja vu for you, maybe because like I've mentioned okay. this like years ago <laughs> as well. Um, but this is gonna be interesting because the venue I'm going to, the Bill Graham, it uh, they've enforced COVID restrictions. So you have to either prove that you were tested 72 hours in advance or bring your uh, your card and show that you are fully vaccinated. For sure. It's, it's a good peace of mind. So that's why I'm pretty confident about going to this concert because, you know, everyone going there will be, uh, either be fully vaccinated or they will be, um, you know, at least tested negative for COVID. For sure. Yeah. So doing that, those are my summer, those are my big summer plans right now. Um, I gotta, I gotta watch the Demon Slayer movie next week. And then I'm going to watch Fast and Furious 9 at some point after that. That's, that's about it. Oh, Fast and Furious 9 is a 10 out of 10 movie. I, I, I love this. And by the, wow. By the way, we not only jump a shark in Fast 9, we jump at least 10 sharks. But you know what? I'm here for it. This is what I'm here for. <laughs> okay. Because I love these movies, ironically and unironically, because they're, they're just amazing. They're fantastic. Yeah. They're oh, it's so good. I love them absolutely so Absolutely fantastic. Like, oh, it's, it's, I'm here for everything. I'm here for everything that the movies have. So I, I'm going to be- definitely be watching it. Um, yeah. And uh, like, before the movie came out, I was like, how the... How the f are we gonna go through not eight movies, and in the ninth movie, we find out that Mia and Dom have a brother? Like what the? I know, <laughs> like, right? Like what the heck is? I was like, like what the heck is going there's on? There's so much retcon <laughs> going on. It's so it's so ridiculous how much retcon is happening. But you know what? I don't fucking care. I'm here yeah, for either. all of I'm, it. I'm here for it all. Like Han's alive. Yes, yeah, sure. Give it. 
Inject it in my veins. Yes, dude. I don't care how he lives. He's alive. <laughs> That's all that yes. matters. Listen, exactly. He's here. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I'm hyped. Uh, Alisa, what are your plans? My only major plan is I'm going to take a trip to the just like a like a four day weekend to the East Coast just um, for a family trip. And um, I honestly, I'm just going to be catching up with a lot of people. And if I wherever a three day weekend seems fit to like go to Los Angeles or go somewhere like I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll try to make it work. But yeah, the only that's the only major plan but the summer's wide open so i'm excited there you go there you go yes if you are a fan of this podcast and you want to send questions you can email us at contact at downtime.live you can go to www.downtime.live and we have a form where you can submit questions on that website and in the show notes, you'll also find a link to our Discord and you can ask us questions in the Discord. We have a specific channel for it. We have a Twitter. We have YouTube. You can post any of your questions there and we will respond and answer them. And anywhere where we have the podcast. So, except for Spotify, because I don't think you can comment on anything in Spotify. But where you have Stitcher etc ask bean. a question there and podbean ask a question there and we'll answer unless it's overcast or spotify cuz they don't have that functionality or google and, or google podcasts you don't have it either there or google podcasts and if you like this review and you're listening on apple podcast oh sorry not review if you like this podcast and you listen on apple podcasts please write a review for us and we'll read it on the podcast Ironically, Jeremy, because I have I have Apple and I have the iPhone 12. Mm-hmm. Um, they recently updated the podcast app, and it is literally ass. Oh like, no! The interface is absolutely terrible to the point that I was just like, I want to complain. I want to complain, but I want to make sure that everyone sees it. Like that. That's how bad this this um this UX update is like, I like I was using it and I was just like, how the fuck did Apple think this was acceptable? Anyways, PSA, feel PSA. free to <laughs> PSA, PSA, but yeah, it's great to be back, Jeremy. And looking forward to talking to you next week. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 169. See you guys later. 69.